Welcome back to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. It's summer in the city, and that means getting outside to enjoy barbecues, baseball, or just a spot in the shade. As a gathering place, our parks serve an important function. Free green spaces for all to enjoy. But many of us take for granted the work that goes into keeping a park safe and clean. If you've driven through the city, you've likely seen a lot of the overgrown parks that we have. The city of Detroit is in its second year of an Adopt-A-Park program, which has city residents taking responsibility for things like mowing and trash pickup. The city is also committed to regular mowing and maintenance of unadopted parks. Meanwhile, money coming out of Detroit's plan of adjustment in the bankruptcy is funding improvements in some parks, but others are potentially slated for, quote, repositioning as open space. I love that word, repositioning. Uh, But what is happening in Detroit's park? Are they safe? Are they being maintained? Are people using them? What do you think of the state of Detroit's parks? Give us a call at 313-577-1019. That's 313-577-1019 to talk about Detroit parks. But first, joining us to discuss city parks is Joe Rashid, who works as the outreach director of the Brightmore Alliance and is the founder of Friends of Riverside Park. And in 2010, he helped launch the Detroit Parks Coalition to give citizens a voice on the fate of their parks. At the time, then-Mayor Dave Bing was planned to close 77 parks in the city. The group was successful in mobilizing community opposition and keeping the parks open. This summer, plenty is happening in Detroit parks. The city of Detroit is in its second year of that Adopt-A-Park park, uh, program. Uh, so we're also joined by Nina Ignazic in studio. Uh, Nina is WDET's digital editor, and she is managing DetroitParksWatch.org. WDET is asking you to report on the parks you visit, take photos and answer a survey in the state of the park in your neighborhood. Is the park being maintained? Who's using the park? And what's happening there? That's at DetroitParksWatch.org. But Joe and Nina, welcome to Detroit Today. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having yeah. us. So let's, let's start with just an overall picture. What is the state of, of the parks in the city? When I was a kid, I grew up here in the 1970s and 1980s. It was still true then that almost every neighborhood had a park that had playground equipment on it, had some sort of open space. Uh, I remember there being uh, barbecue pits in, in most of them, uh, but there were also about, a, there were more than a million people mm-hmm. in the city at that time. We don't have as many now. Uh, lots of things have changed. Where, where are we with just that access to parks. Joe, I want to start with you. Sure. Uh, well, the access to parks has, has really uh, seemed to improve over the past couple of years. Um, uh, one, you know, a few years ago, we weren't even having parks mode. Um, and now uh, I think we're getting to a point where maintenance is really happening, uh, you know, on a weekly or biweekly basis at, at majority of the parks. So we're seeing a lot of um, uptick in usage, especially with uh, state control of Belle Isle. Um, so, uh, you know, a park like Meharis Gentry Park on a, on a Sunday afternoon has over 900 residents at it um, playing softball, uh, you know, the uh, Detroit Neighborhood Softball League, the Barbershop Softball League. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot happening at parks. Um, but, you know, um, that's just uh, – 
part of the equation. I think the other half is um, at most parks, you're not seeing programming still. Right. Um, and that's really where you're having the, the issue is, is programming's not happening. And, uh, and so um, what is happening is really through uh, kind of organic activity at these parks. And when you say programming, what is it that you're thinking of? Uh, I mean, the best example we have in the city is Clark Park. Uh, the programming that happens at Clark Park, um, you know, whether it's softball, baseball, uh, soccer, uh, there's always something happening. Uh, there's uh, there's a, des- a de- dedicated group of individuals that are there full time to make sure that uh, that recreation's happening and that it's happening in a safe way in the neighborhood. Yeah. And that's what that's what we're that's what we're missing in in so many places that we used to have it. Right. right? Yeah. Nina, uh, talk to us about uh, the WDT Parks Watch and and what you guys are trying to do this summer. So what we're trying to do is provide an opportunity for citizens, uh, residents to have a voice and tell us what's happening in their parks. So we have a pretty easy to use uh, smartphone application that you can find at DetroitParksWatch.org slash join. And you can take your smartphone and your eyes and ears to your local park and just answer some questions, take a quick picture, uh, tell us what's happening as far as who's there. We're interested to know, um, are there elderly people using the parks? Are there children's and f- children and families using the parks? Um, what are they doing? Is and, In addition, we're also interested in maintenance, but we're more interested in what people are doing, uh, what what you see, what you hear. Uh, public safety is also an issue. Do you feel safe there? So it's something that hopefully um, will not only ref- inform our reporting here at WDET on parks, but also will provide information to the community at large yeah, um, yeah. so that people can learn from each other and find out what's happening. And that safety question, I think, is really key. People, uh, people will use parks if they feel like uh, there's no there's no threat to them, and they'll take their families there if they don't feel like there's a threat. That still is an issue mm-hmm. uh, throughout the city. Go yeah, ahead, Joe. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, and, and it really comes down to, uh, you know, the more usage, generally um, the feeling is the safer you feel. Um, and so, you know, when you have a film in the park night or you're doing something uh, a little out of the ordinary, um, uh, to get usage up in the park, um, uh, you'll see a lot more people coming out. You, you know, it'll just ha- kind of have a safer vibe because there's more eyes and ears out on the park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I want to talk some about Riverside Park, which has been in the news mm-hmm. lately because there is now a deal, uh, at least in the offing, between the city and the the Maroon family, which uh, owns the the Ambassador Bridge. Uh, to take care, of, take better care of that park. Uh, the Maroons say that they'll fix it up and maintain it uh, as a as a better place than it is now in exchange for some land that they think they need to build a second bridge. Joe, I know you wrote uh, a letter to the Detroit Free Press mm-hmm. uh, objecting uh, to that plan. Tell me why you think it's a bad idea. Well, I think what it comes down to is, you know, you have $400 million that's been invested into the East Riverfront. And uh, and it's all been kind of donated by good corporate citizens that are uh, not expecting anything back in return. Uh, you have $47 million that was designated to the West Riverfront to move west in 2007. And... Um, and we, besides the demolition of the free press site in, in the one spot uh, on the West Riverfront, we haven't really seen anything else that come of that. That has not come together quite right. yet. Right. And, uh, and so with that, um, you know, it's kind of hard to understand why 
if you, you've invested $400 million into the East Riverfront, why do we have to get in bed with Maddie Maroon in order to see improvements along the West Riverfront there? Right. And I think that's, uh, you know, Part of the crux of the issue. Also, you know, there's a, a long-standing distrust with with the bridge company, and the narrative's been is, well, this is Matthew, it's not Maddie, and and things have changed. But you know, if you're out there at the public meetings, things haven't changed. You're still seeing uh, you're still seeing uh, people bust in from outside the neighborhood. You're still seeing uh, uh, petitions laid out that have uh, for sign-in sheets. So it's uh, it's a really um, you know. You're not seeing the 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 change in culture that uh, that is trying to be demonstrated that there is. Yeah, this is Detroit today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. I'm talking with Joe Rashid, who's the founder of the Detroit Parks Coalition, and Nina Ignazic, who's WDET's digital editor and the person who is managing DetroitParksWatch.org, a new program here at WDET to keep track of the parks in your neighborhood. You can. Uh, email or call and talk about what is going on in your neighborhood and the parks in your neighborhood through that. If you want to talk about the parks here in the city, call us at 313-577-1019. It's 313-577-1019. I want to ask you both uh, quickly about Belle Isle. Uh, as you mentioned, Joe, we now have that being operated as a state park. Um, some people are telling me it's a lot better. Other people are telling me that it's just scared people away from the island uh, because there's there's certainly stepped up traffic enforcement and other things on the island. I go to the island quite a bit. I've seen some things that seem like they're better. I've seen other things I'm sort of still scratching my head thinking, when are they going to fix that? Uh, where, where, from your perspective, uh, both of you, where, where are we with Belle Isle, and is that going to continue to get better, or is that something that we're going to have to go back to revisit? Well, I think it's going to take some time for things to work out. Um, I do think that there have been some improvements, and I know that there's a lot in the works. Um, having a portion of the island shut down for the races is definitely a challenge. Um, not being able to access a big part of the island for so many months, um, I think I've heard quite a bit about people being upset about that. Uh, but on the other hand, I think that the state is really making a, a good, solid effort in trying to manage that park, and people are seeing some of those results, and people I've spoken to um, do feel safer on Belle Isle um, in the last year. So I don't know about, what do you think, Joe? Well, I think, you know, you have a lot of good happening. I think there's improvements happening. I think you're seeing a lot happening there, um, you know, that wasn't happening there in terms of enforcement, good and bad. Um, but also, um, you know, I think one of the big things that everyone uh, was frustrated about, at least this year, was the, the long setup time that it took for, for the Grand Prix and what that does to, longer, yeah. um, you know, and, and you know, uh, with uh, the athletic fields uh, just kind of getting back to a point where they can be utilized things like that um, you don't have the the usage that you had there a few years back um, but uh, on the other hand with with Belle Isle being in state control we're having more policing of our other parks we're having more maintenance of our other parks so um, you know I think there's uh, there's a little bit of frustration there definitely but <laughs> I think overall um, I think we're seeing it um, as a good thing overall for for uh, the city so far okay Joe Rash Nina Ignazic, thank you for being here on Detroit Today.